We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 19 of the Drop Anchor podcast. Being a surrogate. Hey, everybody. This is Josh. This is Kendra. So if you follow us on social media (laughs) at all, you uh, already kind of know what we're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Our week. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Actually, before, before that... One of the one of the things that has been going on the past couple of days, uh, and this is if, if you're familiar with Western Washington, uh, you know about our weather, especially around this time of year. It has been extremely wet, like just rain constant, so much rain um, that I was actually concerned that we wouldn't be able to record in our boat because oh, just yeah, how loud, <laughs> just how loud it is. Yeah. So we have a tin tin roof. We have well, we have a metal roof. I don't know if it's tin. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think of like right. Well, we got a metal roof, and then we've got the sound of water, hit, or the sound of the rain hitting the sound, and we just happen to be in this, uh, I guess, this little peaceful time right now where it's not raining. So hopefully, we can get through this. But I think it's gonna rain. It, it, because it's going to rain. <laughs> a sailboat just went by before we started, and there are three guys on it, and they were in like full on suits, like ponchos, like. like Full they look gear. like it was already raining, but it's not, <laughs> which means it, they must know something we don't know. Well, no, they know something that we do know, which is it's, it's going to rain. The other sound <laughs> you didn't mention is that typically when there's rain, there's a little bit of wind. And the boathouse is on either side of us. We make a little bit of a creaking sound. Yeah. Like they rub up against each other and it kind of creaks. <laughs> so while so. <laughs> we've got this good audio, we're going to go ahead and try to get through this. But yeah, like Kendra had said, this week, uh, between our Facebook account, the Twitter account, Instagram. Uh, the Instagram account, uh, we posted something uh, that we didn't even think about. What? Can you hear that in your audio? Okay. Well, that was exciting. <laughs> so... For the last 15, 20 minutes, uh, I was trying to figure out what this alarm was that was going off on our boat. Well, the last thing they heard, like, because we hit pause, was, do you hear that? Right. So we go down into the boat, and there's this alarm. Yeah. So I (laughs) crawled around the engine room, crawled around the bathrooms, couldn't figure it out. Um, It sounds like, like, I don't know if you've ever put a pool, or if you've ever been to a house with a pool that has an alarm on the gate. Oh, yeah. Um, It's kind of, wee, 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 wee. Drove me nuts, so I yes. took it apart. <laughs> <laughs> you disabled the safety feature. Um, well, it sounded just like that. And I know that this boat is equipped with some high water alarms. And I was just pretty certain that that was the case. And so I had Kendra run outside the boat to make sure we weren't sinking. Yeah, um, we're not sinking. We're not sinking. We're safe. Everything's fine. Um, but we didn't know if we were sinking. Well, I knew that the engine room was still dry. Right. It was confusing. Things looked dry, but the alarm's going off. So, do you guys remember last week? Was it last week when we were talking about the toilet or the week before? I think last week. So, we mentioned that there was a slight leak in the supply line going into the toilet. In uh, the, the, It's the toilet that the girls use. Like the guest the head. head. The guest head, yeah. 
And so I've just instructed the girls to not use it. Uh, so they're, we're just going to have them use ours. But they've been using it anyway. And I'd <laughs> kind of forgotten about it during this week. And it looks like water had continued to drip. And it only it only happens when they hit the pressure, you know, the, the button to actually put more water into the head, into the toilet. Well, it looks like enough water accumulated, went down this little passageway, and happened to drain into the spot where the high water alarm could possibly detect it. Now we know that they work <laughs> and that we will all be awakened. Yeah. <laughs> Super exciting. If two of those were going off because the boat has two, that would be. Uh, <sighs> well, that was, that so was we're very back, exciting. <laughs> but uh, we've kind of been derailed for a second. Wow. Huh. I don't know. Does that trump the poop boat this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it adds to the whole thing. This adventure is nonstop adventure. There's always something that's going to happen. I think that it won't always be. So I ran into one of the other liveaboards right before we moved in, like a week before we did. And he kind of had this look. And I think they've been living on theirs for maybe a year or something. Not one of the longer liveaboards. And he said the first month, is like the hardest, the trickiest, like you learn everything. So we're still in our first we're, month. <laughs> we are learning everything. So, you know, run out of water and fill the poop tank and forget <laughs> to have called the poop boat on Tuesday. And on a Wednesday, the light turns on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The, the And we call for an emergency dump. Yeah. The, <laughs> so the light that turns on that Ken is referring to is the high waste. No, the uh, it's the full, tank full. Yeah. Full tank. tank full light. Full tank light. Um, so, man, just having been derailed like this, this is so funny. What we were going to talk about is... Uh, like Kendra mentioned, I I had scheduled our first uh, pump out, which is where there's a boat that literally pumps out the waste. Uh, I scheduled it once, and then there was some sort of discussion about whether or not I wanted to schedule it weekly or every other weekly. And I'm... Yeah, the lady on the phone was like, yeah, we'll just get you every other week. And I kind of gave Josh this look like pretty much every liveaboard that we know is two people. Yeah. And if like, you only have two people, we're five. every other week is fine. We're we not have... little babies pooping in diapers. We're five adults. Five adult butts. <laughs> um, so I kind of gave him a look, but we got busy. I mean, we're still dealing with learning and a house and kids. Yeah. So Tuesday came so and went. And Tuesday then, was a busy day. And then Wednesday morning, we woke up and I noticed a light that I hadn't seen yet on the instrument panel. And it was before any of us were up. And I wake up to Josh yelling, Nobody go pee. <laughs> the full tank light is on. So I've got girls that are like freaking out like, what do you mean don't pee? <laughs> yeah. So I ended up calling the pump out boat and uh, I guess their next available day was Thursday. And, right, and it was Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday when we found out. So we had to go a whole day of having to walk up to the marina and use their restrooms, feet. which is a thousand feet up. Yeah, so, and so... I actually picked the girls up from school and took them to the house that we have on the market and was like, everyone pee. <laughs> like, you want to use, like, your bathroom? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, or when we would man. get back to the marina before we'd walk down, there's a restroom, like, go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you got to walk back up. So as far as things that you have to think about when you live on a boat, 
you you do have to think about your waste tanks because unlike uh, unlike your home where you might have a septic system or uh, just regular sewage, uh, a boat has a big tank where everything goes in and then periodically, in our case, once a week, it needs to be emptied out. Which reminds me, did you call her back and say, please put us on the once a week schedule? I did. Okay. Yes. So sh- so we'll be having that boat come around <laughs> every Tuesday. How much does that cost? Different marinas have different prices. Around here, it's 25 bucks a pump out. Okay. Which apparently is really high. Like most oh, really? places or most people that I've talked to online, and it is weird that I've had conversations online about pump out Well, boats. there is a free pump out station, but we would have to take the boat out. Right. And right. drive it over there, pilot it. And do it ourselves, right? Right. Um, no, a lot of places it's like five bucks, and it's. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that most uh, local governments want to make sure the water stay clean, and so they actually subsidize some mm. of the cost. So the actual cost to the end user, you know, folks like you and yeah. me, would be much lower. But um, we don't seem to have that benefit here. There's also only one pump out company, and so they do have a monopoly that might be related to the price. Did you hear that sound? (laughs) Yes. What was it? I have no idea. I don't think it came from our boat. Okay. Well, now I'm kind of like, what else are we going to hear today? (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So that was our adventure this week between uh, heavy, heavy rains that have just started and uh, the fact that we are now thoroughly enjoying having our boat in a boathouse. We have a dry boat yeah. apart from apparently the <laughs> the water detection sensor. <laughs> right. We have water in the boat, but not on the boat. Right. Yeah, no, it's still nice because I like the girls to hang up their towels and stuff off the boat so that, you know, the moisture is not in the boat. Right. Which you couldn't do if we were outside. We only can do because we're in the boathouse. Inside the boathouse, yeah. So. So that's nice. Um, We've just been staying inside and playing games because we don't have internet or tv yet yeah so not to not to disparage any companies but boo to comcast right now <laughs> i told them back I think on everyone the, says boo to comcast. <laughs> i told them back on the ninth that we had moved and that some of the neighboring boathouses and slips around us have comcast hookups and they're like oh well yours doesn't seem to so we'll have to get a tech out there and we'll schedule it and so they scheduled it they sent them to the wrong address one day, and then they told us, oh, no worries. We'll get someone out there in no, 36 hours. one of the days hours. they sent them to our house. Yeah, yeah, the, the previous address. Yeah. Right. It is now, well, this happened on, this conversation started on the 9th. They're finally getting us installed on the 23rd. So it's not that we're dying without internet and TV, but the no, fact that it's taken them this long has been frustrating. We've been playing games. And with them? With the kids instead. Oh. <laughs> no! <laughs> with Comcast. <laughs> Sounds like a relationship issue. (laughs) (laughs) No, right. We've been doing other things rather than spend too much time on our phones or on uh, our computers or whatever. Or TV. Or TV. Right, right. Going for walks. Then it rains. So then curling up and playing games. Yeah. So what have we played this week? Uh, Well, you and I taught Charlie how to play cribbage. Cribbage is something that we have played our whole marriage. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't even know what the game was until we got married. So you introduced me to it. Yeah. yeah, You don't know that. Yeah. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. 17 years is a long time. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I grew up in a card-playing family, so it was a good two-person game yeah. that we could play. Yep. And then um, Morgan and Charlie, their all-time, like, well, I guess not all-time, but their favorite right now is Ticket to Ride, which is a great game. 
And I crush them every time, so I love it. <laughs> well, you're good at maps. You're good at routing. Right. It's maps and strategy. And they are 12 and 14. So I still won. <laughs> Wait, um, who won cribbage? Also you. <laughs> I may be competitive, too. You are. You are very competitive. <laughs> yeah, so playing games has been been kind of a cool thing. One of the things that I've thought about, and I think about this all the time, is kind of how are our kids actually dealing with boat life? Every now and then we ask them, you know, and they're just like, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. Charlie periodically says it's small. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's that's kind of her number one uh, comment on that. I guess in the last couple of weeks now that we've been doing this, one of the things I've been paying attention to is what are the kinds of fights or stressors that have, have come up and I'm happy to report... As far report, as just living on the boat? No, no, no. Just, just as a family. Oh, okay. Um, I'm happy to report that none of the things that our kids complain about are boat specific. They're the kinds of things that our kids have always complained about. <laughs> um, well, or they're new complaints, but it's just high school stuff. Yeah. Like we've gotten into that age where it's like, why can't I get a new dress every time there's a dance? Right. Or... <laughs> You used my makeup stuff. Right. You used my eye. Whatever. I know you <laughs> I don't took know these things. My mascara. My I guess. mascara. <laughs> I know you took my mascara. I can right. tell you used it. Right, and didn't put it back. Anyone where it goes. else have girls out there? <laughs> they do steal each other's stuff. <laughs> okay, so there's that. You didn't have a sister. It, it's true. Yeah, I did. Or a brother. So, I got this. Okay. All right. So, so those fights, <laughs> those fights, you can handle. I got it. Um, but as yeah, as far as the. Uh, you know, as far as how this how this is impacting our kids, I feel like all of our like parenting challenges are not actually any different than anyone else's parenting challenges. There are, like no one's like, oh, I hate how like not that our boat is damp, but just for example, like the only boat specific thing I could think of is like, oh, my clothes are always dripping wet inside here. Not the case. Um, or, you know, none of these buttons were like it's it's actually normal. Like it feels well, normal. I asked Hayden this morning. I was like. Hayden, I haven't checked in with you in a while. How you doing? And she's like, fine, mom. And typing on her phone and like <laughs> doing a normal teenage girl right? thing. I'm like, no, Hayden. I mean, like boat stuff. I mean, do you feel like this is okay? Do you feel, you know, have we taken something away from you? And she said, no, mom, it's fine. Yeah, so, which is exactly how you'd like, expect them to answer. I think that's, yeah. So I've looked online to see other people that are doing live aboard things with kids. And I think we've mentioned this before. There aren't a lot of families that are doing this with teenagers. Or so, with kids at all. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I, I've specifically looked at ones that are doing it with kids. Oh, because I follow a always, lot. There's no kids. Yeah. Well, the kids are always really young. Like almost all the time. They're very young. They're small. You can cram four kids in a bed. Like it's 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 not that big of a deal. We're, or they fit in the small shower. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We are kind of in uncharted waters. I mean, I'm sure other people have done it, and I've heard of other people doing it, but it's it's really not common. And when people tell us, man, you guys are crazy, it's often because of the fact that we have three teenage girls on the boat. And it's un uncommon enough where people can't even picture what that would be like. Yeah. I mean, I, sub I, I think when I say we live on a boat, eyes get really big. And then I say, and we have three teenage daughters, and then their eyes do get bigger. But I think both <laughs> things cause you to, you know, give the big eye look. But Right, because we're doing something that's completely different than most. Like, this is not mainstream living. Not to say there aren't a lot of people living on boats. I mean, there are, um, but it, it is certainly different. I think that you and I 
do things differently. I think that's kind of how we've lived our lives. You know, we, we were fine. We, we, I mean, just, I guess a I, lot of people pick up and move states, you know, they just I move. I think but it's me. <laughs> it, I think that you are just the best husband in the world that goes along with all my crazy ideas. That might be the, like, I, you've said that before. And sometimes I think, no, let's talk about the adventures that, that I've initiated. Can you think uh, of one? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, one? no, I mean, I guess I started a business, right? That was me. Sure. And going into becoming a business, becoming a, a business owner, becoming an employer um, and doing that for several years, that's that's a big adventure that few people do. Yeah. So that's me. But you probably have more. <laughs> let's do this crazy thing. Let's do that crazy thing than I have. No, so much so. Like I have kind of a crazy spirit and I seriously hold my breath in kind of anticipation to see which one of our kids is like me. Hmm. And the fear of where they're going to go and what they're going to do. I mean, I want them to have fun. I had fun. Yeah. We're still having fun. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm still having fun. I have not in a sinking boat. So it's all good. (laughs) Which we confirmed a a few minutes ago. (laughs) But I mean, little example, I turned 18 and was like, see you, mom and dad. I'm out of here. I first found out that there were some people going to Australia. (laughs) So I jumped on a plane and went to Australia. Uh, I was eight, just turned 18, got my first tattoo. And when I got home, I think I was gone like 20 days or something like that. And when I got home, I liked the adventure part so much. I loaded up my car and drove from the middle of California to Montana. So I don't know, a thousand miles or something by myself. <laughs> and there, I had a cell phone, but not like we have cell phones today. And there's no tracking me like you can today. Right. Your parents couldn't I mean, know if you were safe. Now, you were going, to, to be fair, you were going to your grandma's house. It's not like you were going no, to I start know. a new life but somewhere. I remember telling people and people my age and like them just looking terrified. Like, how could you mm, yeah, go on a road yeah. trip like that? People didn't just go on road trips like that. So you've always been a little crazy. Yes. But it didn't come out until you're 18, and so we've got a few more years till we find out um, which one of our kids <laughs> well, has that. Well, because it takes money, <laughs> oh, and right, I didn't really right. have a lot of money <laughs> until I was 18. I had a job that I saved up just enough to get across the country. Uh, I got my hair cut this week and um, was explaining that we live on a boat, and she actually asked me. She's like, you know, that's a pretty crazy thing. Have you done anything else crazy? And I kind of smiled and I said, well, six years ago, I texted my husband who was at a business meeting and it was like middle of the morning and you get a text that says, I want to be a surrogate. Yeah. (laughs) Out of the blue. We hadn't even talked about it. So, yeah, I I was literally eating breakfast um, with some of my colleagues and, you know, we text back and forth. I love you, blah, blah, blah. And I get this text, and it literally says, I'm going to be a surrogate. Oh, did I say going to be? Yeah, yeah. I think you, I was pretty determined, you, so. Well, you, you definitely didn't ask. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of a weird thing. Like, we, you and I have talked a little bit about um, you know, decision-making on the baby-making front. And when we were first married, you initially said you wanted four kids. And I said, well, I guess we're going to have four kids then, because I didn't feel like 
that was really my role to make any decisions on. Like if you decided you didn't want to have any kids, then like, okay, then I guess we're not having any kids. And so mm. um, after our three, since we had three girls, you changed your mind and you said, three I don't. Three girls all under the age of three. Right. <laughs> when Charlie was born, I looked at you and said, we're done. Yeah. We're, I felt like we were complete though when she joined the picture, like right away. And I just knew, I knew we felt complete. And I also knew, like, I know me. I know the kind of teenager I was. I mean, I could see into the future already and thought, I can't handle four of me. <laughs> so we're good. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, we had our three. Um, I like the number three. <laughs> so it just worked <laughs> out. Like, I was like, okay, good to go. And yeah. so I'm at this business meeting. I get this text. And... Like, I didn't know what to think. Like, I don't... Did we even have any sort of surrogacy conversations before this? Well, I know that I had talked about it for a couple years. Um, I had really good pregnancies, really good deliveries. I'm kind of oh, like right, a right. textbook, you know, whatever. I, 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 everything goes perfectly for me. I remember you saying that you wish you had some family members who... Well, not I wish. No, no <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's a bad don't thing. <laughs> no, it was more like... If I ever knew somebody who said that they, you know, were they having a baby but couldn't, right? right? And they were having trouble, I would be the first one to raise my hand and say, let me do it. Yeah. But I was getting older and I just, I don't know, like I woke up one day and I was what? I don't know. I think I was 32. Okay. Anyway, early 30s, which isn't that old. No. But I felt like my baby window might be closing. Um, our youngest is like seven or eight. So it's been a while since I've been pregnant. And I really want to do this for somebody. Maybe there's like an organization I can find and I can do this. Right. So I hadn't even told you when I just sent you that text, but I had already been online all morning. <laughs> you shouldn't leave. <laughs> you shouldn't leave town. <laughs> right, right. Because when you come home, I've changed things. You've changed things. Uh, but I found a company and I remember getting to work. I was sitting in the parking lot at work and I texted you. And then I went into work and I told my coworker, I was like, I'm going to be a surrogate. She's like, what? I'm like, I'm totally going to do this. I sent them uh, the application that day. I remember just holding my phone for a second when you texted me <laughs> and then showing it to the I people. I think you told everybody. <laughs> I think there was like one person that didn't know what a surrogate was. And so I explained it and they're like, what Oh, I had the to explain heck? it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had a couple of people like, that's so cool. That's so awesome. And meanwhile, I, I had no idea what to think because having not researched it, I had no idea what would be involved. Right. So, well, I didn't really either. I mean, I had, <laughs> I had a concept. Well, no, right. Your you concept at, at a minimum was I'm going to carry a baby for somebody. Right. Um, and, but you could visualize that because you'd carried three of your own. Like, yeah. I didn't even have the benefit of that. I just knew, okay, I'm going to have a pregnant wife for the next nine months. Like I, I had no idea what to think about. Well, anyway, I told the lady that uh, did my hair this week and she said what most people say, which is, oh my gosh, I have so many questions. <laughs> like, I've always wanted to know about this. Do you mind? And so, you know, I kind of explained it. So we didn't know the process. So filled out the application, uh, got an email back that, you know, there was like kind of an interview process. And For then, both of us, not just you. Right. Yeah, they wanted to know so, me too. So it doesn't just involve me. It involves both of us. 
um, they have to know that we're well, both going to for clarification commit to it. For clarification, it's not like we just found some randos who wanted to have well, a no, baby. Get- we went through a you went through a company, and that's where I'm getting at. That. Yeah. Okay. So this company, it's the filled company up- that wanted to do the interview, not oh the sorry, couple. yeah, the company did an interview. I had to do um some crazy doctor visits, some looks at my uterus. You know, like it's completely examined. <laughs> <laughs> you also learn in this, like, you have no privacy. Your body's kind of no longer your own. You're giving it to science in a way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you've ever thought about surrogacy and so you're kind of listening, you know, oh, I've wondered um, if you're okay with your body being sort of an experiment for a little bit. <laughs> uh, we had to this. have a, a psych evaluation together. Yeah. Uh, I was assigned a um, a like, caseworker, case yeah. manager. Yeah. Well, and then also kind of like the life coach. Um, I had lots of weekly visits to check in and make sure, like mentally. Yeah, that's right. I'm okay. An actual like psychologist. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Um, there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of contracts. So in the process, we're doing all of that, and a, a couple did pop up in the system, and so my case manager gives me a call. Hey, these guys would like to do a phone interview with you because um, they're not from the U.S. Right. So we right. had to set up a time where we could all sit together and talk, and it's not just me; they want to talk to you. So it's a little bit like matchmaking, right? Because we, I mean, we got to read their profile, like we got a folder oh, and right. got to read a little right. bit about them, and we could have said, "No, we don't want to have their baby," which is kind of a weird thing to but, say. I mean, I'm reading this, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I think this is it!" Like when we even just got the paperwork because. She was from Denmark. Um, he is. He's from. He was from Spain. She's from Denmark. And the wife and the oh. husband. And so, okay. So reading it, she was from Denmark, and my grandma was from Denmark. And so I kind of had just this slight already like connection. Yeah. Yeah. And her story just broke my heart. She had cancer, and had to lose her uterus. Uh, I think ten years before. Yeah this um but they were able to keep her ovaries like in her yeah like, so she <laughs> not like not, <laughs> no. she she still had her ovaries right they, they let her keep she was able to keep her ovaries so she was actually able to um go through the process where they could extract eggs and they had three embryos that they were able to have and were in waiting right she and her husband um so we get the phone call and we clicked the four of us. It was great. It was a good conversation. And then I told her that my grandma was from Denmark. And I think even she was like, you're kidding. And I said, yeah. And as a kid, I grew up singing uh, a song around a Christmas tree that my grandma would like insist we sing. <laughs> um, we have videos. It's, it was the crazy part of Christmas Eve. Um, you dance around a Christmas tree, holding hands, singing a, si- a song, um, new Havuligan. And so I told her that and she's like, yeah, yeah, that's a song. And she started singing it for me. Mm. And, and your grandma had already passed years right. before well, this. Well, I think my grandma had passed at that time. I think it had been about 10 years. Yeah. And I was extremely close to my grandma. And so, of course, like, normally you're supposed to like, I think, hang up. And then the case manager goes between the two people and was like, you know, will you do this? But it was more like on the phone. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm doing this. Totally yeah, going to have no your baby. At all. Yeah. <laughs> so the process leading up to having, you know, getting the baby in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so they had three embryos, and how this works is like so the like babies are already starting to get made in a petri dish, mm-hmm. and so they're anywhere from like three to six day old embryos. Right. Uh, I believe she was a five day. Okay. Anyway, the day of the transfer. So they just, because they'd only gotten three and of her, you know, her situation, they didn't want to have to go through it again. So Actually, hang on a second. Did you already have to have a million shots before this happened? Were we already doing that? Oh, yeah. So oh. part of this process, <laughs> as we describe this science experiment, um, or at least what feels like that, is my job, uh, which involved thousands, well, no, like hundreds of needles. I never counted. With <laughs> different hormones to make sure that um, you didn't reject the embryos, to make sure that your body thought it was pregnant before they implanted the embryos. Yeah, so many hormones. Yeah, so, because this is technically an unnatural process. So you, you have to trick correct. the body uh, into thinking that this is completely normal. So uh, every night I got a shot in my tushy. <laughs> <laughs> or I could be like Forrest Gump in my buttocks. <laughs> yes. Um, we had to switch sides so that, like, because they're like, you're going to get sore. People, you get sore anyway. I had knots. golf ball size so- knots on yeah. either side because, like, a nurse showed Josh where to put the needle. Like, there's a specific spot, and you got to kind of hit it there every single time because, like, there's certain nerves and stuff that you could hit. And there was one night you hit it, you hit something. Well, I, I did hit a vein once. Yes. And so you bled a lot. And I could f- taste it in my mouth because <laughs> it went like right into my oh, system. Yeah, that's Remember, right, that's I'm right. like, when, oh my gosh, I can taste it. Yeah, we injected the meds basically <laughs> into one of your veins in your butt. Um, our kids would watch. <laughs> it was our nighttime, like, time for my shot. Right. Um, that goes for 13-ish weeks. Every single night. Some yeah. nights, two shots. Yes. Yeah, because it's estrogen and progesterone and there's like... There's a science to it, and I also had to give blood work once a week to make sure that we were doing the right amount. Right, so putting stuff in and taking stuff out. <laughs> yeah, so lo- so again, if you're like, I want to be a surrogate, uh, a lot of needles. So if you have an issue with needles... This is not the gig for you. Um, I was already okay with needles because of my thyroid issue. I get right. blood all the time anyway, so I was like, you know, what's a couple more needles? The shots in the butt, that's... That's something that yeah. is hard to <laughs> Yeah, and to it's, take. Pre- it's pretty high up on the butt cheek. And so you actually, like me being the injector, um, run the risk of hitting your hip bone. Yeah, it's closer to a hip. Yeah. I mean, I say buttocks because that's what they say. But yeah, but it's not that low. It's much higher. It's higher. But, so we uh, started that about a week, a week or two before they do the implant. Right. There we go. It was agreed that we were just putting in one embryo. So that if it didn't take, they'd have two more. The morning of, they gave me a Valium so that, like, I'm relaxed and stuff. So I'm laying on the bed and I'm a little more chill. And they come in with, like, an incubator that looks like would maybe have a baby in it. But it's, it's got just a petri the, dish. <laughs> the Petri dish, which, of course, we have a picture. They're like, well, do you want to see them? Which is really funny. Like, I get to meet the embryos before they go in. Um, but the problem was they decided... <laughs> That morning, that two of them were not as viable. Yeah, two didn't look as healthy in their development. So they said the best thing to do, the best chance, was to put all three in. I'm on Valium. 
I'm pretty chill. So <laughs> they're up, like, sure. they're like, hey, so we've all talked and it looks like we should put all three in. And I was like, okay, whatever. Right. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm always the person that when I have to do something like this, they say, oh, and by the way, we have someone in training. Do you care if they watch? <laughs> this goes I get back that to you being, every time. This goes back to you being very lucky. <laughs> yes, it really. I mean, in delivery rooms, I've had that. So, again, I'm on Valium and pretty relaxed. And I've already felt like an experiment, like, leading up to this. So I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so in the back of my mind, I was thinking, okay, we're putting in three. What if all three take? Right. And suddenly... I think you were more awake or Yeah, alert I was just... I, was, I think I was just doing the logistics. <laughs> thinking, <laughs> um... But it's, I mean, if, if you're cool with it, Valium or not, I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> so because it, they're already like an embryo and they're five days, you only wait a few days to take a pregnancy test. Oh, right, right. Anyone who has watched Friends and Phoebe has her brother's babies, she does have three. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, and she takes... She, pees on a stick like I think an hour after and gets a positive. It's not that much, but a couple days. I think I went three or four days and I got a positive. A pretty dark positive. Yeah. So then blood work follows that to see how high the hormones are. And I get the call that is, um, your hormones are pretty high. And that's all they're gonna say, but they give me the number. So of course I Google it and it's like, huh. Yeah, that's the number for multiple Multiple Babies. pregnancies, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Uh, so then that's followed by an ultrasound that we had to wait like a couple weeks for to even know like how many are in there. And there were two. We did get two heartbeats. So two out of the three took. Um. So we got two. But one of them, um, he, the doctor right away was kind of like, yeah, It eh, measured small, yeah. It, I, <clears throat> I don't think this one's going to hold. Um, I lost that one at eight weeks. Yeah. So. And... I suppose if you're very familiar with pregnancies and all that, then what I'm going to say next is normal. But for those of us who aren't used to this or have never had a situation where there's multiple um, pregnancies at once, the doctor literally said that one is just going to be absorbed by oh, your yeah. body. That was probably the little bit of the freakiest part because I'm like, but it's not my DNA. Yeah. So what's... And I'm just going to eat it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, when you say absorb, I don't know. And I think that the science out there on this still is not clear. I have Googled it so many times, like, what the crossover is between me and this baby anyway. I right. mean, it's not my DNA. Yeah, it's not like it was in your stomach. You didn't digest it. Oh, so... I'm just talking about the baby that I had. I mean, even that. like Oh, the blood through the placenta, yeah. Crossover, right, I mean, yeah. no matter what. Like, yes, there's the baby that didn't make it. But I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting because, sure. I, I mean, I want to make it clear it's not mine or yours. Right. Right. None it's of yours. It's 100% their baby. Right. Um, but I've also, I've often wondered what kind of crossover yeah. or is there. I don't know. I know that some of the mothers, and the birth mother, you in this case, your immune system passes on to the baby because your immune system is actually largely developed by any sort of viruses or bacteria that hmm. came from you. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Even as the baby's passing through the birth canal, like it's picking up things that develop its immune system. Hmm. 
Well, I know that there's got to be some crazy science stuff to this, but so I mean, anyhow, we're down so, to one. <laughs> yeah, fairly easy pregnancy um, until my 18 weeks. At 18 weeks, we were at a birthday party for one of our friend's kids. Mm, yeah. And I just, luckily it was like a couple blocks, it's actually a couple blocks away from our house. But I just got so scared, looked at Josh, was like, I'm leaving. And I just left. And then I think I called you later and was like, I'm headed to the ER. I was losing blood. Yeah. So my mom went with me to the ER because you had the kids. And we waited for hours because a couple car accidents had come through. And so I think we were there till like one in the morning before I actually got to go back and see what was going on. And I had a, I always forget the term. Oh, the placenta tore away from your uterus wall a little bit. Yeah. So that put me on bed rest Mm -hmm. for, I don't remember, it's been a while, like four weeks or something. For longer than you actually stayed on bed rest because you're an adventurous spirit and can't lay down for too long? No, I did really good. Did you? Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't seem like your character, but you probably did. <laughs> no, I I did, and one of the things was I couldn't even vacuum, so I'd call my mom. Oh, that's right. There was that's a lot right. of things I couldn't do. In fact, do you remember what happened during that month? No. We moved out into the country house oh, while I was on bed rest. Right. Yeah, my mom moved us, mm-hmm. so I would lay on the couch while she unloaded boxes. And you just pointed, and I just pointed. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. No, I did good on bed rest. I didn't want to lose the baby. Right. So I just want to make sure that I'm not p- painting like too pretty of a picture. Like it is hard. It's still childbirth. And there's things that go into it because it isn't your DNA. And I talked to my my OB about it. You know, it's we are still trying to keep my body from not rejecting something that's not ours. And it's already, I guess, like can be complicated even when you're having your own baby. Our our own immune systems can attack. Right, right. And so towards the end, I was getting some migraines. I got really swollen. I had to have my rings cut off. Yeah, preeclampsia. Got, I mean, you, you were... They got stuck on my fingers. So yeah, I went to the... quite a bit. I was like... I, I went to a jewelry shop, actually. I said... I want you to cut them off nicely (laughs) versus getting to the hospital and them using those like chompers and just ruining my rings. Right, right. So I actually went and voluntarily had them cut off. So the other part of this that uh, we haven't talked about yet is how other people thought you were feeling about the whole thing. Because on the one hand, it's like, No, like while I'm pregnant, you mean? And people are like, oh, you're pregnant. (laughs) No, 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 not that part. Not that part. Oh. It's the... Once they know you're a surrogate, it's how are you going to let that baby go? Oh, yeah. Like that question came up so often. Yeah. And but, confusion and questions. And and I think that different women handle it differently. Like you you actually know of some of the women that were involved, you know, that, that were surrogates because you were part of like a little social group online where. Yeah, there we, were, all, we all stay really close. Yeah. There were some women who got so attached that they ended up like wanting to be as involved in the in the intended parents uh lives Mm. just to stay connected to that baby and so i think that that might be a natural thing you actually had a friend that was like man i I couldn't do that like i don't know how i'd be able to jill was the only one that said she could oh yeah yeah you're right it was everyone else that was like i I don't know how i'd be able to let that baby go and but i knew it was theirs and i knew that we were done having kids of our own right and i knew that i was okay to not raise another child 
and that this was a gift that you were given to someone else. Yeah, yeah, it was like not everybody can do this. Right. This is a right. pretty cool gift to give away. And I suppose different women become surrogates for different reasons. I suppose if you were a woman who just like I want to have another baby. Well, that also stirs up the compensation part because I did get asked that. Oh. You know, are you doing it for the money? Oh, right, right, right. Are um, you getting compensated? Right, right. And I will say there's, there is compensation. I didn't know that when I texted Josh. Right. I wasn't doing it for that. I just wanted to give somebody a baby. Right. And I think that that mindset actually made it a lot easier for you because at the end of the day, the goal was that this family... This husband and wife were going to get a baby to be able to start their family the way they wanted to. And there was no sort of, oh, but I made that baby. I held that baby. That's mine. There was no attachment that way. Right. Yeah, because I believe she had cancer before she met her husband. So part of her dating process was, and by the way, I can't have children. Right. Right. And so, again, her story just broke my heart. And wanted to be able to give her that yeah anyway (laughs) and lots of questions i mean the funniest thing is most people were like they would look at our girls which are now obviously like they're they're grown right they were like i don't know seven ten twelve the number one comment i would get they'd look at my belly they'd look at the girls oh you guys tried for a boy (laughs) right we got that all the time (laughs) first of all wasn't trying for a boy ever. We're just head kids. Didn't right. try for a specific sex. <laughs> right. And then this isn't my baby. <laughs> and I tell you, I don't people, know how to say it. People don't know how to react to that. You know, no, like if is... you see, first of all, if if you see a pregnant woman, um, you know, very very pregnant, there is a just uh, this human tendency to want to touch their belly. And I've a lot of pregnant women say, "Don't do that, please. If you're a stranger, don't touch me." Uh, which I come, <laughs> which, which I get. Um, <laughs> But even even some of the people that we had as acquaintances where it would be kind of normal if they did, even though it's still kind of weird, um, the moment you would say, oh, it's not mine or, oh, I'm a surrogate, like they would recoil. It's almost like it was kind of horrifying for them because they didn't know how to process that. Yeah. It really, really Some funny. people didn't maybe know what it was and would just turn and walk away or didn't know what to say. So right, turn right. and walk away. Also, Josh always wanted me to say, oh, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I never did. I really he wish loves you had. the awkwardness of those kind of things and <laughs> just wanted me, even when I was huge, just to, to make say, people uncomfortable. I'm not pregnant. Right, right. <laughs> because people really shouldn't just go up to people and assume they're pregnant. Yeah, We've learned for sure. that. It's not something to do to women. Right. It's not good. So don't do that. <laughs> Unless you know. Right. So we go through this. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, it was. It was pretty routine pregnancy except towards the end when um there's some minor complications women listen to your bodies i hate that i have to try and be an advocate for myself and it doesn't pan out so always like when you're looking back at the situation you can say oh that is what was going on i was right doctors don't listen so her head got kind of lodged under my hip so her head was kind of like she was lodged to one side and so what's funny is I had a nurse that kind of sided with me towards the end, but I kept explaining it to a few doctors. And I mean, this is my fourth. I can kind of tell where she's like positioned. Like where she is, yeah. 
And I knew she wasn't facing down enough. So I was in labor for like a week. I think that's where some of that headaches and swelling and Uh, all that came from. Um, Because I I did have one nurse that said, yeah, she's kind of lodged. Now, luckily for me, they didn't notice it enough that they said, hey, get a C-section. I just had to push for a lot longer to get her to that position. Um, But my favorite part is that I can say, I can tell stories um about her in my womb <laughs> she's a little dancer <laughs> right moved to the music um, all the time she was a night owl she loved music um and she i love getting videos of her dancing i mean it's like she's a dancer <laughs> so that's something that's really neat about this whole thing is the uh her parents are in europe we are friends on facebook friends on instagram and even though it wasn't like we had this this weird attachment and, and desperate need to stay connected um, to the baby that you delivered, it's more we we wanted to become a part of these people's lives because we know that we helped them and they were willing to continue to share their lives right. with us. And so we're watching this little girl grow up in Europe. Right. So if you want to know, we do have an like the open relationship. Um, I've given the okay that she can ask me questions when she's older yeah. she, and we will get to meet. Um and one of the reasons we're talking about this today is she's five years old today. She just had Happy a birthday. birthday. Yay. <laughs> and There's I a think... cute video of her riding her first little bicycle <laughs> yeah. with training wheels. It's really cute. Also, I guess we didn't say, I let mom, mom was in the room. Mom cut the cord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I wanted, because there's a bond there, I want her to go straight to mom's arms. Right. I did not. I mean, I was so adamant. I remember being kind of out of it and tired and I had a lot of different drugs uh, for the headaches and all that that they gave me. Um, so it's kind of loopy, but I, I remember just like looking at the doctor. I'm like, please do not. I know it's your instinct to take that baby out and then plop right on my belly. Please don't. Like, I don't want to steal that moment. Right. That's right. not my moment. I didn't hold her until... I don't know, 10, 15 minutes later, like she'd already been cleaned up and mom had got to hold her. And then I got to hold her for a few minutes. Right. Um, but I was so exhausted and so drugged up. I didn't really hold her for very long. Yeah. So it kind of seemed like since I explained that to someone this week as another one of the outside of the box. Right, another adventure that you were on, that we've been on together. That I've done. Yeah. Um, I think I've said to my sister before, I don't know, when I'm like, oh, I just want to do something with my life. She'll be like... You've um, done so many things with you your life. You have. <laughs> you gave someone a baby. I think you're good. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like I'm done right. with adventure or with helping people. Or I feel like that's what life is. Yeah. And we just keep doing that. I feel like my kids, our kids, got to see. I feel like our kids got to witness something really cool. Special, yeah. They were old enough to understand what was going on. Right. And we, we still show them now pictures of uh, of her and... Oh, yeah. We talk her about involved. her. Yeah. I keep our kids um, involved with her. Yeah. She's a part of conversations. And they actually got to spend more time with her in the hospital than I did. And we got... Our kids, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I, it actually was more important to me that they did than I did. I mean, they spent so many nights with their hands on my belly and talking to her. Yeah. I wanted them to be able to see her. Yeah. Yeah. To see that kind of yeah. run its course. Yeah. And there was no doubt the minute she came out that she was their baby. <laughs> Not our baby. 100%. She got her mama's dimples. Yeah. So Huge, huge dimples. Huge dimples. So cute. Which we could see on some of the ultrasounds towards the end. 
when I had ultrasounds with our kids, I always looked at their mouths. And, like, by the time I had Charlie, I had this ultrasound at the end because I thought something was wrong with her kidneys, but it wasn't. Right, right. And I saw, I got to see her mouth, and it was like, oh, my goodness, that is our kid. (laughs) I know her already, and she's not even here. So I had an ultrasound towards the end with my surrogate baby, and it was like, wow. Yeah. Whose kid is that? (laughs) (laughs) That's not my baby. (laughs) That's not one of my mouths. Yeah. So, you know... And there was definitely, there was nothing hard about giving her up. No, not, not at, all. at all. I mean, you and I looked at each other and we looked at them and it just was amazing. Yeah. Oh, and then the best part. Okay. There's a best part. There was. <laughs> Being in the hospital. I know I just gave birth. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so there's like, people are like, you just gave birth. I actually recovered quite well from birth. That's one of the reasons I did it. Right, right. <laughs> um. I had to stay in the hospital a couple extra days again with the headaches, and they gave me magnesium. Any of you been on it? It's horrible. It's one that made you really hot, right? Like it made your body like heat I up. was like hot and cold and felt nauseous, which I mm. never get that way. And then they said, I think it does something to your blood pressure, so I wasn't allowed to walk for twenty four hours. Oh, that right, was the worst right. part. I couldn't get up. But the best part <laughs> was you stayed with me. My mom had the kids. It was like our own little getaway. <laughs> and I chose the hospital I chose because I heard that they had the best food. That's right. That's right out in Clovis. <laughs> yeah. Clovis, California. And so we had amazing food. Like they get these this ice cream from a local dairy. And right away when I like, so I just had a baby and they're like, so do you want a milkshake? I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> They also had great pizza. Right. Like like yes. wood-fired pizza. Like, Amazing. Okay. So even after she was born, I think maybe a month or two, I looked at you and I'm like, I'm craving their pizza. And we went on a date <laughs> to, to the, the hospital, hospital <laughs> for their pizza. That's right. It was right. really good pizza. It was. And that's when I got on, like, we didn't have cable or something at the time. And they the hospital did. And so I had it on HGTV. And I watched Fixer Upper for three days. It was on some crazy marathon. And we that laid in bed. That explains so much. But now the best part <laughs> is that the nurses still come in and they check on you. And they come in and they look around the room. And I've got makeup on and I'm dressed <laughs> and you're dressed. And we're just, just eating pizza. Out, right? <laughs> and she was looking around the room. She's like, where's the baby? I'm like, would you guys please put something on the door? Like, there's no we baby had in some here. Fun. We had a couple of nurses we had, we did have fun with. <laughs> right. Like, what do like, you mean? What? Right. Um, didn't you take the baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the, and then the sad part was there was one night we were laying in bed. It was late at night. At the he, hospital. Yes. Yeah. And we could hear a baby crying. And I was like, should I just offer my services? Go around the hospital. And just hold people's like, babies around for them. the wing and just hold their babies. I feel really guilty right now. Right, <laughs> These because first time many... moms. Right. Now this thing is just screaming at them. I know what that feels like. Right. right. And I'm just in here laughing, watching TV, and eating pizza. <laughs> and I had curlers in my hair. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 it's an odd joy to be able to have a good, healthy delivery, and then not have to have any of the responsibility afterwards oh it was awesome i feel like i healed faster than ever 
because I got to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the other question I get asked is uh, what about milk supply? So some surrogates will actually pump for the baby um, for like a certain amount of time or something. I had already signed a thing that was like, no, I was a factory for our children. And I don't really want to do that part ever again. Mm. I don't really remember that. So mm. I taped him down. You don't remember? No. <laughs> you uh-uh. don't remember that? I called the doctor. I'm like, what do I do? He's like, go buy a sports ace, bra. Ace bandage, that kind of stuff. To- no, a sports no? bra that's too small. Oh. <laughs> like well, for you. And he's like, get it before milk comes in. <laughs> so go get something that's too small and then don't take that sucker off for huh. a couple of days oh interesting yeah hmm, i'd forgotten about that well somebody had said that you could take some kind of pill that makes it not come in and so that was what i was anticipating and we're in the hospital and i'm like hey so can i get that and they're like that's not a thing oh <laughs> and i was like well then i got lied to <laughs> oh interesting so all right well, there's a crazy adventure yeah. that we are sharing Yeah, besides the boat. I almost think that people who are willing to live on a boat <laughs> probably what? do have some wild adventures in their backstory. Oh, you um, think so? I, I have to think so because it's almost like everything we do is a little nuts. Like willing to put ourselves in these challenging situations. Um I think so. I, I do think so. So I, I expect a we do have more stories that we'll share in the future of other wild things we've done. Um, but I do suspect that wild and crazy adventures is kind of a boater's thing. I have an adventure for you to do next. I've been thinking about it. Huh. And I can't remember if you said it on a podcast or not. What? Well, we live on a boat now. Right. There was something you said you'd do if we ever moved on to a boat. What did I say? <laughs> I love your face right now. Get a tattoo. Oh, no. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> you did. And I can't remember if I got it, like, on, on like, any of our recordings, actually. No. Or if you just said it to me. I did say that. <laughs> I don't know when I'll follow through with that. Wow. I didn't say I, I didn't say if. Wow. I don't know when. I'm hurt. You've got tattoos. How many tattoos do you have? I don't know. Seven? Six? I don't... I, You've got some tattoos. I have zero... I'm ready for my next. It's I been have, about a year and a half. Ugh, I have zero <laughs> tattoos. Um, I think my reasoning is just I don't know what I want, and I keep changing my mind, and I don't like permanence as it relates right. to that I think you've said sort of you don't want something... Forget, no, yeah, yeah. You don't I don't want something, want something that I'm going to regret. I don't, that you'll regret. Right, right. I, on the other hand, know that... You know, you're only on this planet for so long. Why not have fun? I don't think getting stabbed with needles and having ink injected in my skin is fun. There are some of my tattoos I don't love. They're not my favorite. But I don't regret them because they say something about where I was then. That's why I have a camera. We can take a picture. <laughs> yes. Why would I? Why would, I mean, I, I don't, Did you I don't not understand hear me? the logic I got there. my first tattoo in Australia. What kind yeah. of memory did I just give myself? I guess. And it was in like this back alley place that I. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm glad you're still alive. I'm glad you're here to to tell the tale. Um, I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I'm going to go continue to make sure that we don't have other issues on the boat. Yeah. Uh, So that being said. 
and it's homecoming tonight, so I've got kids oh, going yeah, to homecoming. Oh, yeah, you've got hair to do and all that. Hair and dinners to plan and driving kids around. So right. We have right, a busy then. day ahead of us, so. All right, wish us luck, everyone. <laughs> I love you. I love you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week.